0: far away For whom I've yearned the nights and days away Waiting for your heart walk through sunset hills
1: Welcome back. If you're tuning in just now, you're listening to live on WBOR 91.1 FM. If you're in Brunswick or the Midcoast area, and uh, you can also tune into our show at
2: www.wbor.org. And you've been listening to a live performance by Nick Walker on vocals and acoustic guitar. Uh, What was that called, Nick?
3: That was called Ordinary Love.
1: And that was an original, Correct.
3: Yeah, that was an original that I wrote I think about I think last summer, however many months that that is now.
1: And what was what was kind of the thought process behind it or your inspiration, I suppose?
3: Yeah. I'm thinking, I think recently um trying to in my songwriting process um just kind of reflect more the emotional state that I'm in and I find that like over time different kind of emotional states characterize different parts of like all of our lives but um that was a song that i think the main theme was kind of this longing for someone or something in your life um and also the way that our minds can kind of get in the way of that and cause ourselves a lot of pain <laughs> that's probably i probably have a lot of songs there about that because i think about that a lot but um but that song was especially about this sort of longing but uh, yeah, seeing my own dysfunctional mind
2: What were you, what were you doing at the time? You're, you're a senior now, you were a junior last summer, right? Right,
3: yeah, I was uh, living in Portland and um, I was selling running shoes uh, which I've done a lot surprisingly yeah, I love running so <laughs> it's been a, kind of an easy go-to job just, yeah, selling shoes
2: yeah, because you are you are a runner, and maybe you want to just tell us a little bit more about you know your background and you know class things you do here at Bowdoin totally. College.
3: Yeah, yes, I am definitely a runner. I am um, a senior here and study neuroscience, uh, but I also really like English and music classes, um, and running is definitely one of my favorite things in life. I really like running. I really like different types of dancing and. And, yeah, so kind of running and dancing and music and um, those are all kind of, and, and yeah, and, uh, did I say, yeah, did I say music? Yeah, those are all really kind of life-giving things for me. Cool.
1: So I know you're involved with the BMC, but our, our viewers might not know. So do you want to talk a little bit about the uh, the kind of program you run with the BMC? yeah,
3: yeah. Um, so I guess since my sophomore year... Um, I've helped run the Unplugged Acoustic Sessions, which um, are a weekly, really low-key sort of coffee house show happens behind the cafe in Smith Union. And yeah, I was kind of brought up under the wing of the awesome Veronica Verdeen, who's sadly graduated. Um, and, yeah, I was just really inspired by her. It was the first kind of way I started playing music at Bowdoin, so I was really excited to have a position where I could... Um, just get to know different sort of musicians who are coming to Bowdoin especially people who haven't really performed a lot um, and it's a it's a cool way to um, to have your first sort of a little show and be able to kind of work with your nerves or play in a really supportive place where it's just going to be your friends and people who are very supportive so I'm me and um, a guy named Sam Dodge help coordinate that for the, the weekly show
2: do you think you know are you uh are you going to then hand it down to Sam as, you know, the mentor will uh, line will carry on or maybe yeah. a different relationship there?
3: Right, yeah, I will. We'll see. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose I will. And perhaps someone else, too. I, I'm did. a little... I played
1: Unplugged once, and it was pretty unorthodox because you, my, my yeah. setup is very plugged. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was breaking the cardinal rule. Yeah, breaking the cardinal rule. I wanted to put a a sign on my quarter inch plug that said not a plug.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah so we s-
1: still accept you, Sam. Oh, thank you. Um, should yeah, we let's we do let's another, get another, another tune.
3: Definitely. Okay. So this is, um, this is another one of mine. Um, and this is called piece of me.
0: Starry eyes and perpetual lines, am I on your mind? In my chest, I'll fall again to the ache. Permeate my life with care, it's all I can bear to feel closed in my heart. You're not even here when my mind appears to make you talk to me.
2: Nick Walker playing another original track on WBOR? that was called Piece of me that was beautiful Nick yeah that was i I love the finger picking um how long have how long have you been playing guitar
3: I've been playing guitar for four years now I guess I started uh, my senior year in high school um, everyone has a senior project that they can take up and people are working at different events or learn different skills so I learned guitar for mine, so yeah, I've not been playing too long, but like playing in spurts for sure. Sometimes not at all, sometimes a lot.
1: And are you all self-taught or you- YouTube-taught
3: or mainly self and YouTube-taught? Yeah, yeah, I've appreciated the the YouTube guidance for sure. But I think that's what's great about guitar, especially, is it's so easy to um, to teach yourself if if you'd like to.
2: So what what made it uh, what made you pick it up uh, in senior year? Where had you done any music before that? Yeah,
3: I mean, I had um, I'd always wanted to, I think, and I had done band. I'd played alto sax um, for years, um, but I had never really connected with it that much. I was just kind of doing it because other people were doing it. Um,
2: and peer pressured into into yeah,
3: <laughs> peer pressured into the sax. Uh, it, and it was, that was a cool experience, but then it wasn't until, like, I think my junior or senior year, I just started really connecting with some music I was listening to. Um, specifically, um, Mumford & Sons, who I just, like, fell in love with. And um, it really kind of awoke this, uh, yeah, desire to, to listen and play music. So when I started playing, it was, like, just so I could play Mumford & Sons songs. Um, and that was, the, that was the passion behind it. So I guess while we're talking about Mumford and
1: Sons, uh do you have any other inspirations that you that you pull from or have have really looked up to during your yeah, time?
3: Yeah, definitely. I'm thinking um definitely Mumford and Sons. Um and I think um different groups like um the National, um I mean they're very different than the style I play but there's some quality of them I love and I think other groups like The Head and the Heart or some earlier um, people like Cat Stevens, Simon & Garfunkel, mm-hmm. stuff I grew up listening to, or um, I love Enya, ambient music. So I think, like, yeah, I like a lot of different styles, um, but I feel like they've all impacted me maybe in different ways.
2: And on campus, you do you do a lot of, you know, or a good amount of solo acoustic stuff, but you also have a band, right?
3: That's right. The, uh... It hasn't been seen in a while, but uh, yes, it's it called... Been hiding? Yeah, <laughs> it's called Westrio, uh, and it's me and my two good friends, Jacob Ellis and James Sullivan, uh, which is a, it's a three-part folk trio. Uh, and yeah, we haven't been playing in a while, but hopefully that will change soon.
1: I actually have a funny story about Westrio. Um, when I was a senior in high school and I knew I was going to Bowdoin, I was really hoping to get involved in kind of the folk music scene and I was googling Bowdoin folk music and lo and behold Westrio uh a couple of videos from you guys showed up and I checked you out and was really into into the band and that's my little fan fan girl story oh, fanboy story <laughs> thank you I yeah, didn't know
3: that we could be found on the internet yeah,
1: yeah there gee, there's these it's old from greenstock I think out by Smith Union. Oh,
2: right, it's, right right yeah, there, there are a few old uh, music collective videos out there, too, that I feel like, you know, occasionally people come up and say, hey, I knew, you know, uh, people knew Sky Monaco's band, Tree Farm, yeah, before yeah, yeah. they even got to Boone's uh, campus.
1: Right, the 2013 DMC Winter Showcase has a lot of
2: gems. You're in that also, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, and how did how did that group come together? Um, I know it's part of the name, but... Uh, Right, right. Our viewers uh, don't know. Our listeners don't know. It, um, right. It it came together as,
3: uh, actually part of a cross-country talent show, uh, and Jacob had just started learning the banjo, and James had played the bass for a long time, and I played guitar, so we decided to do, unsurprisingly, a Mumford & Sons cover, and, uh, we had so much fun, I think that we just decided, like, hey, we really can't stop doing this, and, uh and it was just so easy cuz we were all pretty close um, so it was easy to just practice and and it's stayed pretty fun uh wasn't too hard to coordinate
2: and you were uh, were you all in the same dorm is that where where the name west trio comes from? Uh, it's a
3: common misconception actually. Oh, it's a actually. common misconception. Um yes. yeah, Not I, the West I always Trio. Thought that was... The West Trio is so it's W E S. So Walker, Nick Walker, Ellis, Jacob Ellis, uh, Sullivan, ooh. James Sullivan Trio, which was actually just randomly given to us by like uh one of the leaders of the BMC, uh, yeah, uh, Dave Raskin, I think, just gave us that name randomly, and uh, we liked it, so stayed with it. That's funny. I thought it was also. I thought you all met yeah. in West too.
1: I think there's a rumor going. Yeah, we yeah. <laughs> need to dispel that rumor. Sorry so. for misinformation. Out there. It's okay. We can keep it going. <laughs> well, I, I say we keep the music going. Uh, nice little transition there. Um, <laughs> and let's do another tune, and then I think we'll have a PSA. But if uh, you're just tuning in now, this is live on WBOR, and we are joined by Nick Walker,
3: who is going to play. I'm going to play another original called Doug Wellington. Awesome. Take it away.
0: Taking gander down the dock I'm work until she'll drop Gotta make a stand She says this town's too old for luck To know about love but she ain't the one Say I can He ain't no fool to go down a man All this time he's had to wait Leaning, try—it's not too late. He can't see how, but his feeling how he's now means now. Song led back to her, back to her. It's got him low today. Every day he's man from haze I talk for what he meant to say When she passed him by But she's sooner to swoon than to catch his eye All this time he's had to wait feeding try, it's not too late These shadows cross my face They grow real Last failing feeling strength
2: I've heard that tune a uh, few times at the, uh, this point, and that's a ton of fun. Uh, that was Nick Walker playing uh, Doug Wellington. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. an original. Uh, who is Doug Wellington, if I may be so bold?
3: <laughs> Doug Wellington is entirely fictional. He, uh, we had the song for a while, and we were struggling to th- find a name, and uh, so we thought that you know the song is about describing this narrator, this guy. Um, And and Doug Wellington just kind of lined up, like slightly British sounding, but also sounds just like a nice guy that you'd want to get to know.
2: It it sounds like a good, uh, you know, uh, jazz cover band name for Duke Ellington. (laughs) It
3: does, yeah. How'd you know?
2: Not uh, not in the style. (laughs) That's true, that's true.
1: Um, So Nick, I know you said you had to tune... Different tuning now, is that totally? Yeah. Happened? So I think we're gonna take this time and do a quick PSA about nature. Um, so if you'll bear with us, we'll get that going.
2: We're uh, here with Nick Walker on live on WBOR, who is retuning right now in, into what are you tuning, Nick? I'm tuning
3: into uh, Open sea tuning right now, um, which. I love playing it just because you can kind of do anything, and it sounds pretty good.
2: And and that is different from the regular guitar tuning how? Right,
3: so the <clears throat> regular guitar tuning is like in um, some variant of some E minor chord or something strange. But uh, so this tuning, if you just strum the guitar, it just gives you a C chord. Um, um, so it's really nice because if you mess up, it doesn't sound as bad. <laughs>
2: You've you just got a chord tone right there. Yeah, <laughs> you could you could stay on that the whole time. Um, what what type of guitar are you playing?
3: Uh, I'm playing a um, Martin. It's like a GPA something, but it's definitely Martin, and it's kind of acoustic electric. Uh, yeah, and it's very lovely. Definitely feel connected to it.
1: Yeah, yeah a lot of a lot of my friends play Martins, and they they speak extremely highly of. Of Martin guitars, and although most of them don't have, so I notice you have the cutaway kind of. On the, right, a yeah, lot of them. I have the, the ones I've there, seen yeah. don't have. Necess- uh, they're kind of the full body ones, I
3: suppose. Right, it seems kind of rare. It seems more of like a Taylor guitar style, maybe. Right, exactly. Yeah,
2: just yeah, for the smaller ones, it can you know get uh, you can get your arm around a little better. Right, it's right. a little more portable.
3: Okay.
1: So, what are you gonna play for us in the in the
3: open C tuning? So, I'm gonna play. Um, Another original. Uh, This one's called um, Hinged on the Breeze.
0: Till I have been spent, feelings unbent in a darkness unheard. My chest to contain.
2: Track was called "Hinged" in uh, Open C tuning by Nick Walker. If you're tuning in now, this is live on W B O R. My name's Sam Kizabet. I'm Harry Rube. And like, what? Yeah, go ahead. What? Um, where's? Where did you get the idea for the name for that song? It's interesting that you called it "Hinged" because I mm-hmm. uh, I feel like you know most times people tend to. Use the phrase, you know, unhinged from something. Right,
3: but right, right.
2: That, that implies you're sort of fixed on something or
3: you're. Right, right. So I think, right, I think in the very first line of the song, it's my hopes and dreams were hinged on the breeze. Um, and so I think that, call to that, because for me, I think this song is about um, being fixated on uh, or how. You can have this tendency. I know I have this tendency. That's very painful to kind of fixate on things that change um, and how easy it is to um, to create this idea of kind of permanence in people or things in our lives that we expect to be a certain way. And the pain, kind of, when you realize, wow, this is like this is just going through, kind of like the breeze. That this this, this is this is impermanent. Um, um, so that was that was kind of the idea behind that name what you're talking about just now sounds
1: a little bit I'm taking a Buddhism class right now and it talks a lot about impermanence and how
3: everything is inherently empty Um, Mm. did you think about that at all when you were writing this? Yeah well I uh, definitely pretty interested in Buddhism uh, and yeah actually when I was traveling a little bit um, a a year and a half ago I took a semester off school and I stayed at a Buddhist monastery for a while um so this song was written actually not that much longer after that so maybe I was uh yeah picking up the the Buddhist monk's views in this Mm -hmm. song.
2: Were you were you traveling around I guess you for an extended period at that time?
3: Yeah I was um it was about it was a little over two months um and so a lot of it was actually to go to that monastery so I stayed there for about five weeks and it was in France uh and in the countryside, and then after that, after having that experience, then moved on and kind of traveled throughout England and Scotland and Ireland. Um, and, yeah, it was a, definitely a pretty uh, important time for me uh, just to kind of get a break and kind of re reevaluate things in my life. And, yeah, it was a definitely a special time.
2: And... Um, another another thing I was thinking about in that song was you had the line um, "I'm a rock," and uh, I don't know that just made me you know listening to some of your music it feels you know very meditative in in some ways or very very thoughtful. On that "I'm a rock" is you know Simon and Garfunkel use that right. as well. And I'm just getting a, a lot of those vibes from there.
3: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm
2: flattered. Um, do you do you want to do another song or? having a little trouble with our camera over here. Definitely. So yeah, yeah. Maybe take the spotlight off <laughs> us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll do another one. Um let me just make sure this sounds good. Yeah. So, this next one is called Tell Me Now. I'm also in OpenSea.
0: The night city glows Lonely people so and goes Dancing skirts and trembling hands Body rushing for you are the only one Tell me now while I'm here if I mean something to you or your world, say it soft while it's clear with your eyes feeling the I mean something to you or your, I'll say it soft while it's clear with your eyes. tonight.
2: The way the uh, harmonic ended that one right there that's apologies to our viewers at home. We're having more camera malfunctions this time around, but uh should be fixed. Nick's on camera he's uh he's the one you're here for <laughs> but um one thing that is very topical that you do but not a very musical thing is um you are or for a while, we were essentially the uh, pro-Bernie pro-Ber- Sanders movement here on campus, right?
3: This is right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's an unofficial club uh, called Bowdoin for Bernie, and so I'm one of about six leaders. Um, so our headquarters is mainly on Facebook, but definitely, yeah, big Bernie supporter. Um, so that's been, a, yeah, definitely a big part of this, especially this semester, last semester too, but especially this semester.
2: One thing I've always wondered about on campus, I guess, is I've always seen that, like, at Bowdoin, you have a lot of people who are interested in politics. You have our government legal studies major is one of the biggest majors here. But I feel like in terms of, you know, active politics, people going out there doing things, there isn't always that much activity. So I was a little – do you want to comment on that? I was a little surprised that there wasn't, you know, a bigger sort of outswell earlier for someone like Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Or, or any of the um particularly democratic candidates.
3: yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I know for me like I just knew nothing about politics um, for the past ele- elections really I mean, I s- kind of supported different people, but I had kind of no idea how it works because I think it I think cause it is like kind of just strangely complicated, and that definitely like kept me from getting involved because I felt like oh like, i could never I could never help out really like um and I think it's so true. I think when you're in a place like Bowdoin where there's so many things on people's minds, I think most people probably mean to, like, oh, yeah, it would be good if I could be a little bit more involved. But things can be so breakneck, the pace here. So I definitely understand why people have difficulty. But I know for me it's been such a positive thing. It's been really cool to Mm -hmm. – I mean, just just to – I think Bernie's a special case, at least for me, just that he does – Maybe partly because he doesn't feel like a politician, and that's why it's just so easy to uh, to really support him and just see him as just this really genuine person. And um, I think he is getting probably more support than like past maybe campaigns. But even still, it's it's hard to do that at Bowdoin, I think I think you're right.
1: Have you Have you written an anthem to Bernie yet on the on the guitar?
3: <laughs> I'm still working on it. It's going <laughs> to take many months.
1: I've uh, I've watched a couple of videos. I know when he spoke in Portland, at the State Theater, or I think. Yeah, it was um, the State. Yeah. I know Adam Gardner from Guster and and a member of Fish. I think were all in the house band that opened for him, and I know he uh, when he was in the in the Midwest somewhere. He Vampire Weekend. I think um, he sang a, a song with them. So he mm-hmm. definitely seems to. Even if he can't really sing, he seems to definitely appreciate music. <laughs> he actually
2: he had uh, recorded a. Recorded funny, yeah. <laughs> a folk album um, back when he was, I think, either a congressperson or maybe back when he was mayor of Burlington mm-hmm. uh, in the 80s in Vermont, and it, you know, just got a bunch of local musicians to do sort of old folk labor, sort of union standards. Um, a lot of Woody Guthrie in there. I think he's <laughs> he sang or spoke. Yeah, I was gonna on say, this land it, is your land?" It's, sp- it's
1: kind of more of a spoken word album. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, put it up there with William Shatner's Hey, Mr. Tambourine man. <laughs> it exists. It's very strange.
1: <laughs> so, Nick, I wanted to go back to when we were talking about West Trio. Um, in the videos I watched of, of your band, you were playing kick drum also at the same, to- same time as playing guitar. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if you could talk about how you got into that and if it was difficult doing
3: two things at once, kind of rubbing your belly, patting your yeah. head <laughs> yeah. kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, still can't rub my belly and pat my head. Um, I was, yeah, I was inspired Probably not surprisingly by Mumford and Sons. Um, so Marcus Mumford, lead singer and guitarist. Uh, yeah, he's always tapping away with his feet on a uh, kick drum and a tambourine, and uh, and I just loved the sound. I liked the idea of kind of this low key percussion. Um, and so, yeah, I guess I just like I just got a kick drum and I had no idea if I'd be able to do it, but um, I found it pretty easy actually. And I think probably most musicians would just because it's just like tapping your foot. Um, and it was more just remembering, like, oh, when do I tap my foot? Like, when do I come in? And it was, it was another thing to think about. And, uh, it definitely made playing a little bit more stressful, especially at first, um, cause I felt like, just like uh, this balancing act, uh, <laughs> the microphone here and one foot there, second foot there and trying to play guitar. So sometimes I felt like I was uh, about to topple over and I think I probably have, but, it, it, it was fun. It was fun you kind know, of taking on. I felt like I was taking on maybe a little bit more than I could chew, but uh, eventually the f- feet caught up with me. I suppose.
2: And when is uh, is Vesh Trio planning anything soon? The have-
3: goal is uh, for Battle of the Bands, uh, and. We just think that that's such a fun thing to play,
2: uh, which I think is April 7th Oh uh, Yeah, it's actually... Quick for yeah. Battle of the Bands? <laughs> Battle of the Bands is April 14th, um, and the winner of the Battle of the Bands gets to be the opener for uh, the Saturday act of Ivy's on uh, April 30th, um, which at the moment they will be the only band <laughs> playing at Ivy's currently because our previous oh, wow. act, um, the Danish-Swedish uh, vocalist Mo. Uh, has dropped out for some reason. Uh, it's still a little unclear, but uh, Eboard is now furiously working to get a new act. So if you want to headline Ivy's, <laughs> definitely yeah. try out at Battle of the Bands.
1: Cool. Um, should we do another? Do you have any others prepared? Any
3: I Mumford? have one more. Yeah, I have a, a last cover prepared. Yeah, I figured it wouldn't be uh, fitting if I didn't play Mumford and Son's song, because um, it does feel kind of like my heritage. Um, So I'm going to play Little Lion Man by Mumford & Sons, which is the very first song I ever tried playing on guitar. And uh, if I remember right, I ended up just with a bloody hand after Mm -hmm. playing it because I didn't know how to pick. Uh, So hopefully, um, fingers crossed, we'll end up with a bloody hand today.
1: Sweet. This is Nick Walker playing Little Lion Man by Mumford & Sons, the censored clean version. Yes. (laughs) Good call
2: mm
0: it was your heart on the line I really messed it up this time didn't I my dear.
2: That was Nick Walker doing an impeccable cover of uh, Mumford and Sons' "Little Lion Man."
1: Yeah, that was awesome. I almost thought I almost thought Marcus was in the in the studio with us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if only.
2: If you're listening, Marcus Mumford, uh, don't be confused.
1: <laughs> We're not making money off this, yeah. also, so don't don't sue us or Nick. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I think, so I guess yeah. uh, I have one more kind of question for you before we. We wrap up. Um, you probably hate this question, and I hate asking it, but you are a senior, so I guess if you want to tell us and our, our listeners maybe what's what you hope to to do in the future or if music will still be a part um, or what, what your kind of goal
2: is, I suppose. I like that you asked that question rather than me. <laughs> I think there's, there's some avoidance going on. Yeah,
3: yeah let's see. Uh, well, the nice thing is that... Um, i did take some time off i'm gonna be here next fall being a super senior so don't have to like really figure things out just yet but um definitely been thinking about it um i think no matter what i think music just for me i just i mean just would love to just keep it as just a nice habit to just i think it's just really helpful for kind of you know just translating your own emotions into songs and there's something so lovely about that um but so I don't know where music will go, but I think that in the future, the thing that I think I'm most immediately interested in is learning more about meditation and maybe about being a meditation teacher. Um, and so that's kind of what's nearest on the horizon, but um, it could change very quickly. Who you knows? Yep. But, uh, but I'm hoping for something, something like that, um, and I hope that music will still be a part of my life. I think won't be,
2: it will be. Won't be getting into the political campaign this summer, depending <laughs> on what happens.
3: Oh, yes. Yes, I would be very happy to. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'm stoked to hear that uh, that you'll be here for another semester. That's good news. <laughs> yes. uh, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, so before we, before we wrap up, I just want to make one more plug. I've been making a couple, I feel like. But uh, Live on WBOR is now on mm. iTunes, thanks to our tech guy, Harry Rube. And uh, it is down. It is a free downloadable audio podcast. And if you just search Live on WBOR, you can uh, find all our previous episodes. And this one should be up within the week,
2: hopefully. And you can check us out on Facebook at um, facebook.com, Live on WBOR, and uh, on YouTube as well. Uh, just search for Live on WBOR, and a playlist will come up. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Nick, for being here.
3: Yeah, thank you guys so much.